Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Uh, I don't remember him. Just playing in my head. I believe in a big power love. Ah, boy. <laughs> Every time. It's just kept going over and over. It's terrible. <laughs> All right. Let's get started. All right. Let's get started. Cool. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. Hi, I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. We got episode number 36, RC Emergency Kits. Yeah. I have no idea what this is about. This was all my idea. Yes, and that's why I'm totally so, clueless. <laughs> so if it sucks, it's all on me. Uh, I'll describe it in a little bit. It's It's basically a kit that you have in your vehicle that is full of stuff that you've once forgotten when you went to the field or think you might need when you go to the field. Because I've driven to the field, I mean, other than the obvious, like a whole bunch of batteries or your charging kit. Well, I'll get into that. Yeah, um, yeah. Just, just like, we'll get into it. It's just like things that I've I've been like, you know what, I should make up a little kit. And I have a Jeep, so I'm thinking, you know, small, like maybe a foot square by maybe four inches high, something, mm-hmm. a little case or something. I mean, if you have a larger vehicle, obviously you can do something larger. Right. But it's just something I was thinking of. All right. Well, we'll get into it. Um, so how's your week been? It's been good. Yeah. Fucking hot as balls. I know, right? It's been killer up here in the Northeast, man. It's just brutal. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, I think Saturday, I think Sunday was a little bit better, but Saturday mm-hmm. was just ridiculously yep. hot. Yep. I've been in Vegas when it's 117 degrees, and it was it was com- comparable to that. That's how bad wow. it was. Like when you're leaning up against something and it doesn't matter what color it is and it burns you, that's freaking how hot it was, man. Right. At the field. It was so hot. I mean, everybody was sweating. Yeah. I drank four waters, Mm -hmm. I think two Gatorades, and uh, yeah, it was just, it was brutal. Yeah, it totally was. It was insane. It got to a point where it wasn't really fun, you know, because it was just so freaking hot. It was nuts. Yeah, it, it really beat you up. Real quick, like, I mean, yeah, how long were you out? You were out there a little bit longer because you got there earlier than I did. Yeah, I got there roughly like quarter to 11, and mm-hmm. uh, man, it was it was okay for like the first 15 minutes, but then my generator decided to conk out and not stay running. And it's mm-hmm. not, you know, it's a little Ryobi one, it's pull start, so I'm pulling it and I'm pulling it and I'm pulling it, and then you know, guys, when they're at the field, it's yeah. oh, it's this. Give it a couple more pulls. Yeah, it's this. Let me see if you're getting spark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, pull it a couple more times. Yeah, we'll see if you're getting spark. All right, pull it again. Yeah, I think I saw something. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're killing me. Yeah. You pull it. I'll see if there's <laughs> something wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so you know, everybody had their one guy's like, it's the spark plug wire. I'm telling you, you got to change that spark plug wire. I'm like, dude, there's nothing wrong with spark plug wire. It's brand, it's brand spanking new. It's like not brand spanking new, but it's like two years old, and mm-hmm. I've never had that off. One right. guy was like, check the oil. I'm like, well, there's a little light to come on. But, yeah, maybe I'll check the oil. I'll check the oil. There's, there was nothing wrong with it. I thought the float got hung up a little bit in the okay. carburetor because I've had that problem with every small engine that I've owned since I've lived in this one area in this one house because it's like a swamp in the, in the summertime. You can't leave your lawnmower outside. You can't leave anything outside. Or a week later, it, it's got surface rust and your, your float hangs up. Right, right. So I figured maybe it was that. So I pounded on the the bowl a little bit and uh, you know just 
just to see if I could loosen it up. And I let it sit for a while. And then maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes later, I pulled it a couple of times and started right up. And then I just left it running the okay. whole time. So I was just, I was like, wow, you know, it's kind of sucks. <laughs> you know, now I'm going to have to look at this generator. And one of the guys is like, yeah, today's not the day to be tearing apart your generator, dude. No. Mike, our president. Okay. He, he's got a, a setup and he's got a big suburban. So he's got in his suburban he must have two car batteries, two or three, like yeah, parallel yeah. together. Yeah, some deep cycle batteries. Yeah. Yep. And then he's got some kind of like heavy duty cabling coming to the back of his of his rig. And then he's mm-hmm. got four millimeter plugs all set up back there. So he had like two of them. He's got an eye charger, same as me. So he's like, mm-hmm. I'll just throw this on there. You know, you can come over and use it whenever you want. And I'm like, oh, geez. He's like, yeah, I got I got nitro today. I'm not even really going to be charging anything. So I was like, right. oh, this is this is perfect. So I. In the meantime, you know, I was wondering what was going on with the generator. I just uh, I started charging up a couple of packs, and um, that was a pretty cool setup. Yeah, nice. But um, yeah, but so so thank God it started, and and we were charging after that. But yeah, dude, it was just like brutally hot, brutally to the point where you you'd go out there, you'd fly, and then you'd come back and have some water, and you'd sit down for like ten fifteen minutes. It was just so hot, just trying to get out of the the heat, mm-hmm. you know. And then you would go back out there and fly again. But uh, I had some good flights, man. I flew the Goblin a few times, flew the um, the Oxy Cube a few times. I didn't have my Sport because I didn't get a chance during a week to fix that, or the okay. 570, man. The 570 is still sitting there. I gotta fix this stuff, man. It's not. Is it broken? It's still the 570. No, it's just yeah. that um, I wanted to do that bearing. I wanted to replace the main shaft, and uh, you know, I got the tail the tail fin. I just got to put on. Uh, main shaft replacement is is a lot. I mean, it's not a lot of work, but you got to take the servos off. You got to take the servo mounts off to get to the. So it's a it's a bit of a process to get to the main shaft and get that out. Well, yeah, it's and it's my first time doing it, so it mm-hmm. should be uh, it should be good for me and the model, you know, to get to know one another. Sure. By doing it. Um, <laughs> yeah. What else did I? Fl- oh, I brought the Sukhoi, both of them. Yeah. I bought the 3S and the one that you sold me. Mm-hmm. Um. And I was going to run it on 4S because we talked about that last weekend. Yep. And man, how was it, huh? I flew the 3S. I said, all right, let me let me get familiar with you know the model yeah. or whatever, and just tool around on 3S. And I'm I'm really digging it on, uh, you know, in 3D mode, dude. It's just mm-hmm. it's good. It's just nuts. Like the high rates are insane. Um, but then I threw the 4S and I got a 4S. I got two 4S 2200s. And, uh, dude, the 4S is exactly what I was looking for, like, on that model, man. It's so awesome. There's so much power. Like, I was basically topping out the throttle on 3S just to yeah. get this thing to hover or do anything. Mm-hmm. But 4S, dude, was awesome. It was, like, it was like mid to three-quarters throttle. I could hover that thing in, and if you punch it, dude, it's, like, almost unlimited. Ver- it's definitely, I'd say it's the closest to unlimited vertical I've ever seen in a plane okay. that I've owned. Because, you know, every every plane that I've owned, I haven't really gotten too nuts with the with the motor. Mm-hmm. But this thing was awesome, man. It didn't fly real fast because it's still got that tail bop up and down. Yeah, it got the gyros that kind of freak out when it hits actual speed, yeah. Yeah, So, but I, using it as like a 3D plane, man, mm-hmm. it was cool. It was really, it was a lot of fun. Like I said, it's exactly what I was looking for. I'm glad I didn't fry anything. The motor came down 
pretty hot, and so did my batteries. But uh, I mean, dude, it was 105 degrees for crying out loud. Right. You know, and 100% humidity. So I'll have to take that, you know, as it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw you flying it. It was awesome. You were herring it like crazy and just hovering it and doing all sorts of cool stuff. So Yeah. It definitely seemed like that model, 4S, is the way to go. I, I don't think the stock ESC can take 4S, but um, yeah, with that upgraded one or the aftermarket one, definitely felt like it. It looked definitely like it was handling better. Yeah. I really liked it, and I don't know if the the motor can handle it, so I might look at another motor. I'm not sure, like I said, because it was it was scorcher out to begin with. I don't know how yeah how to judge the the motor and the and the battery. You know the temperature they came down at. You know maybe like on a day that's like eighty ninety. <laughs> yeah, you know, like eighty degrees, and see how the motor comes down. I mean, you were were you on it on the throttle a lot? No, right? I mean, um, I was. I, I wasn't full speed all the time, but I was testing it out. I'd I'd say that much. Okay. You no, know, I had it. I had it up there at times, and I did a couple of passes. I, I was like, I want to see how fast I can go. You know, yeah. Full speed passes towards the end of the flight. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that um, you need a higher C pack. Yeah, you know that, that it recommends a higher C pack to begin with, right? Even the three S. Mm-hmm. But I still don't think. Even a higher CPAC is going to give me what I was looking for. Well, no, I'm not saying that it's going to give you what you're looking for as far as, uh, you know, punch or hovering or, you know, just, you know, vertical pull. But with that 4S setup and you're saying the battery coming down hot, you're probably discharging the battery real quick, you know, quicker than it likes to, to take. So a higher CPAC would kind of ease that uh, draw a bit. So. Oh, yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. And there were the cheap, um, I don't even know what they were. They're the yellow Hobby King ones. Yeah, so Zippy Compact. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Zippy Compact. Yeah. I bought them for the P40 mm-hmm. when I got that. And, yeah, so I, I used them in the in that Sukhoi, man. And it was freaking great. Loved it. Nice. How was your week, man? Uh, week was good. Busy, you know, uh, with work and all that stuff. Uh, so, yeah, we flew Saturday. It was our club picnic. Uh, so that was good to see a bunch of people out. It wasn't a big as big of a turnout than I thought it would be, but you know, with the weather, I'm sure a lot of folks uh, kind of said, "Eh, I'm not gonna go. It's just way too hot to be outside." Yeah, at one point I said to Mike, I was like, "Hey, it's a pretty good turnout," and he was like, "No, this is bad turnout." He was like, "It's yeah. usually, it's usually the parking lot's completely filled." I mean, we had, I'd say there was like, uh, you know, 15 cars there, mm-hmm. so it was, I thought it was pretty good, but. He was like, nah, usually the club picnic is uh, yeah, is, is the thing cool. everybody goes to, yeah. A lot of people, you know, the food came out and they ate and then they were packing up. Yeah, you know? yeah, a lot of folks left after that. Yeah, so it was nice. We got to, I mean, it was hot, but uh, I flew quite a bit. I think I probably put in close to 15 flights, I think, that day Yeah, you before I left. Yep. It was good because, you know, everyone was kind of on the left side where the multi-rotor uh, line is underneath that t- big tent there. Uh, they had all the picnic tables on that side. So basically the flight line was pretty free. It wasn't wasn't busy at all. So, yeah, I was able to get kind of back-to-back flights, at least back-to-back with, like, you know, you flying and I'll fly and kind of timing it that way. Yeah, um, we were doing pretty good with that, I thought. Mm-hmm. It was definitely great to fly with a clear head compared to the week before. Uh, yeah, 
having that night of sleep. It just like, you know, I only got like six hours of sleep or whatever, but it was, I mean, I was able to think and not get all weird in my head. So, so that was good. Um, yeah, I was flying the Oxy 3 Tariq, Tarek, Tariq, Tarek. And, and you know, like I, I've cut grass with most of my helis now at this point, but I was just like, eh, let me, let me just scrape the runway a little, you know? Uh, so I was scraping the runway, and I kind of bopped it up a little, and then I'm just like, I'm going to bump the head on the ground and pop it right up. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it was just, you know, nose in, inverted hovering, you know, slow scrapes, and I just kind of go up like an inch, and then just drop it, and you actually, like, you didn't hear it bump, but, like, you just see, like, the runway kind of shake as I oh, bump the head and, just, and then shoot it right up. And uh, Mike was watching, and he saw it, and, you know. <laughs> You know how Mike is. He's like he always has these funny, you know, not I wouldn't say funny comments, but he's always like, "Oh man, man, you, you made my day," you know, like you know, phrases like that kind of encouragement yeah. stuff. So, so it was really cool that uh, he dug, you know, he had a fun time watching that. Besides so that, I got home and I, I basically finished the Y6 FT Batbone. It's the motors set up. The flight controller set up. I um, I didn't do any of the FPV stuff or the camera. Or I don't even know how I'm going to mount the battery on it. But, um, you know, I spun up all the motors. I did the endpoints. Everything looks good on that front. So it should be ready for this week uh, weekend to do a you know, quick maiden flight, see how it flies um, without any of the extra stuff. Cool. Just line of sight. And then I'll go and uh, put the FPV rig on it. A gimbal, GoPro gimbal, and then I'm gonna double up the battery so that I could uh, actually have decent flight times. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Dude, but I, I am gonna, I am gonna take it and see how it flips. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, I'm using the same rates as what I have on my uh, 250 quad. So I just want to see, you know, if it's gonna flip as quick, you know, with the names board. So that thing should be a powerhouse, man. It should be right. I mean, yeah. the the Regular bat bone, you know, it's not great, especially with eight by four props. I think it's all right on 4s. Um, it definitely needs 4s. But once you, uh, I mean, I remember the, the uh, what's the other one, the dragonfly. Yeah, it's gonna you mention know, that with, one with the five motors. You know, it had pretty good lift. Uh, it was pretty quick. You know, and that was used, and I was using eight by fours on that too. So now with having one more motor. Be more symmetrical because the dragonfly. I thought when I did a quick punch out, it would actually tilt back because the back motor was not strong enough to keep the heli level. You know, because the way it's configured, you have basically the the two front motors on top, and then you have the two side motors pointed down, and then one tail motor. So it's very lopsided, I guess, when you look at the configuration. It's not, you know, it's more more that power or thrust is being generated on the front end of it than the back. So. Hopefully this will work out good. Uh, it was kind of interesting to see the way the props spin on this because it's all weird. But uh, yeah, I'll show you when we get to the field. Okay. Um, so I had that bad 12s pack for the Goblin 700, and I decided I'm like, you know, it's a waste to just throw out the whole pack and just you know shoot it with a shotgun or something. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, I mean, it's only one cell on one. You know, one half of the packs. So I tried taking it apart. So I took it apart. People are probably like, oh man, I'm waiting to hear fire. Nah, no fires. I took it apart. I got the 
the uh, the back half of the 12s pack was the good pack so i had to redo the balance connectors and then i snipped the uh, power leads you know to about where it would be on a normal pack um one thing i didn't notice is that the 12s pack actually has a, a like a piece of aluminum uh on top and bottom to keep the packs flat and you know sandwiched together okay so that was interesting i had to cut that apart and kind of like bend it so it doesn't actually dig into the pack in any way uh but yeah i mean the pack is good um i haven't charged it the irs are you know like two ohms milliohms or whatever it is so it's not a bad pack that would probably be perfect for like your 570 or you know maybe i'll use it on something if i if i have something that could use it but um yeah i'm not sure what i'm gonna do with it we'll see so wait a minute you you pulled the two packs apart going mm-hmm. from 12 to 6 did you say you also pulled the one pack apart that had the no. cell? Oh, okay. No, because it was in the middle of the cell. If it was the one at the ends, I've done that before where I've taken a 6S pack and made it a 5S. Okay. But only if it's on the one of the ends. I don't want to have to dig the pack apart and then figure out the balance connector and the way, you know. Oh, right. So, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm just going to probably uh, discharge it and chuck it or... You know, I know a certain person at our field that likes to take a hammer to it, and we'll see what uh, we'll see what a success pack looks like going up. Oh boy! <laughs> All right, so let's get into our main topic. Okay. RC emergency kits. So now I kind of understand what you're talking about, as far as you know, does this the stuff that you forgot at home that you wish you had at the field? A spare of you know, especially something like which I've done this before is the the power cord for my charger. Exactly, exactly what I was thinking when I was thinking about this this topic, man. Is I've done that too. That stupid three pronged one. Yep, just a regular computer ATX power supply plug. Right. And yep, you leave it at home, and now you're no way to plug that charger in, and no one ever carries a spare one of that in their car. Well, I do now. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, but yeah. But I was thinking, you know, when I put that in my Jeep, on, I have that little hatch thing under the back. I was like, you know what? I, I should come up with just an emergency kit, like uh, like a bunch of different connectors. I mean, we, we put a little little shout out to everybody on Facebook, and they gave us some great ideas. But, yeah, that's that's basically what I was thinking. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think it would be a bad thing to include a first aid kit. First aid is never anything to, you know, you can never have too much first aid just in case, you know. So, I mean, and you don't have to get a giant first aid kit either. I mean, they come like the size of a deck of cards just with, you know, some simple stuff, you know? Yep. So, I guess, do you want to go first and kind of say what you would bring or what you would be putting in your emergency kit? Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, definitely that three-pronged cable that Mm -hmm. I have. And like I said, for me, in my application, I'd like to keep it in a small size case, like 12 by 12 or something. Sure. And now that I have the uh, the eye charger in my charging case, uh, not that I would forget that because that's kind of like in that Home Depot mm-hmm. box. That's going to be hard to forget. Sure. Yep. But uh, I have the smaller, like the five amp chargers, and uh, why not throw one of those in that case? You know, just in case. Yeah. Uh, just in case something ever failed with my eye charger, you know, mm-hmm. when I was out at the field, and then I would definitely throw like an extra tube of of foam tack because uh, they we we were getting those little tiny tubes, they're like yeah. they're like almost like uh, you know a travel sized um, 
toothpaste tube. Okay. And then I would go through every connector that I have that I could think of, even though I've never used them at the you know at the field. Mm-hmm. Just that if if somebody gave me a battery or if I forgot batteries and now I, I'd had to had to borrow somebody's battery or whatever, you could you could use whatever battery they gave you. Sure. Just by just by making some all the different connectors that you can think of. Yeah, so I wouldn't even say bring extra connectors. I think it'd be a good idea to to make a connector set, an adapter set that you can basically go from say XC60 to Dean's, um, you know, uh, JST to XC60, or maybe um, EC5 to X. You know, just like all the different just everything of you connectors. can think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it doesn't have to be like. Okay, Deans to XC60, Deans to EC5, Deans to JSS. You can kind of figure out a way to to make connectors so that way you can kind of link them together if you need to. So, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, and maybe a, an extra extension cord uh, that that I'd have to like roll up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd want to. It didn't have to. It wouldn't have to be that long. Just if I, because I've done that too. I've forgotten the extension cords with all my uh, with my like breakout. Yeah, I would I would say just one of those like a short extension cord, like six feet with a th- uh, three head on it. Yeah, you know something like that that can easily be rolled up and not take you know not take up too much room. At that length, you don't really need some super gauge either. You know, it's not mm-hmm. a, a long run. Right. True. And maybe some extra. You know, since I've been flying the helis a lot more, maybe some extra control horns and stuff like that, a few extra parts like that. Maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. An oxy head, you know, because I've DFC links. I seem to bend all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's basically what I was running down. You know, it kind of you kind of draw a line between what you would put in that and hopefully never need, and then what you would put in your tool case too. You know, like you were we were talking about connectors there and all the different kinds. That's something you could actually put in your your tool case too. Yeah, uh, you know, you'd have to have to weigh it out. I I still have to go through my tool case. And just, I I just gotta condense it because I barely use any of that stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I bring it all to the field every week, and yeah, you know, what good is like four different Phillips head screwdrivers if you never use them? You know, right, right. So, uh, yeah, I still gotta go through that. Cool. Well, what you did you have any ideas of stuff you would bring? I'm gonna actually try to do this um, as I modify my rigid cases. Uh, I have some ideas of like what type of stuff I want to bring, and and I'm you know it's not really going to be an emergency kit that I'm going to leave in the car per se, because there's never going to be a moment where I don't bring that rigid case anymore because it's going to be holding my transmitter and my oh, okay. charger, and it's on wheels, so it's not like if I load it up it's going to weigh too much or be a pain. But um, in my car right now, I mean obviously a first aid kit. Um, I think. You know, the, the injuries that can occur, you know, even it's a simple one like a prop strike or something, you know, on a plane, you throttle up by mistake um, and you, you know, cut your finger a little. Like you're out in the field, it's dirty out there, you know. So you want to make sure you can at least like address the wound or, you know, with some gauze and, and some medical tape. Right. Um, I mean, the, the first aid kit I got was actually from my old building before we, uh, moved out of there or while we were moving out they had all these first aid kits uh you know that they were gonna throw out and donate or something so i you know i took one of those it's actually for like 38 people or 28 people something like that but the most important thing is um it has like uh 
first real first aid kit, not just band-aids and like, you know, gauze pad and medical tape, but I have, I have a CPR mask in there if I need to. You know, I, I am certified with CPR and first aid like that. Oh, okay. So if, so if, you know, God forbid something happens where, you know, I need to do CPR, I have a mask in there. Um, and just kind of like all the other stuff like, the, you know, the, the really rugged scissors to cut, you know, clothes right. if I need to or whatever, um, wires and stuff. Um, so that is always in my car. I keep it in my car no matter what because it's not just RC. It's for every day, you know, get into a car accident or someone else gets a car accident you happen to stop by to help out or see what's going on. You know, you can you can be the difference of someone surviving or not. So um, I I have that always in my car. Next thing I would say is zip ties, at least Loctite and, and medium CA. Battery connector wise, I'm pretty much everything is standardized in my fleet. I'm either XC60 or I'm um, RC Pro Plus D6 for the bigger helis, the bigger batteries. Okay. I don't think I would ever come to a point where I would you know, need to borrow someone's battery just because if they're not XC60, I'm probably not going to fly whatever that is. And, and my bigger helis, no one's going to have that type of pack, especially because I use battery trays for, for all my helis, except for the Oxys. Um, so, I mean, you know, and I bring in enough helis that I don't think I would put any parts. At least I stopped bringing parts to the field. Yeah. It's because, you know, if I crash one, you know, it'd be cool if I could fix it, but I struggle to burn through all the battery packs I have currently, um, with my helis, you know, without even bringing a charger. So the only time I really, the only reason I need a charger to fill is because I want to fly the 700 more and that I only have two packs. So, you know, that's what, six minutes of flight time and I got to charge. So, oh, okay. Besides that, I would say, you know, some hand tools, basic things, 1.5 to 4 millimeter hex set. Yeah, um, maybe one of those foldable sets you can get at Home Depot just yep. as a backup. Yep, a foldable set. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, standard zero screwdriver. You know, Phillips head and 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 uh, flathead. I would say if your radio uses batteries, you know, like the old DX six I's used to use and stuff, right. bring extra AA batteries because that sucks when you go to the field and you can't. You know, <laughs> I think Aaron Blake said what that was one of the suggestions he had, and that that reminded me exactly like that of of the old. Uh, DX6i, man. You know, I used yep. to have... I had, I had a whole pack, you know, from Home Depot just in my toolbox. Yep. Um, the other things I now pack are my uh, transmitter uh, chargers. I never used to pack them, and one day, like maybe a couple months ago, I went out to the field, and um, I didn't have it. No one else at the field used V-Controller or had the, uh, the charger with them. So I basically did like five flights and my battery was so low I didn't want to risk flying any helis with my uh, transmitter battery being dead. Nice. So, yeah, so that kind of sucks. So now I just pack it in with uh, my transmitter case. You know, I'd like to say that I always pack it in with my transmitter case, but there's a lot of times where I don't. I try to make sure I charge up before, but I would really, I should research and, well, I'm sure you can get another one. I'd love to just pick up another one for the DX9 sure. and then throw that in in yeah. uh, in that you know in that emergency kit that'd be a great idea yeah because yeah i always worry about that too man yeah especially when you have these rechargeable batteries and granted like my dx9 i have um it's it's a pulse lipo 
So it has like the it has like the weird clip for the transmitter, but it also has a balance plug. So I I made an adapter that's usually well, it's with my old charging case, but um, that I can charge the battery at, with my regular charger, and it charges like in ten minutes. It's so quick, you know. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean that's kind of about it for me. Uh, I see you wrote a couple things real quick here. Yeah, the time that I showed up with the big purple plane, the ugly stick. <laughs> Yeah, and it was like the first time we've we've talked about this before. It was like the first time we were flying at the field, and my elevator gave out, and I crashed, and it caught fire, and all that. One of the two things that Mike gave me, our president, that mm-hmm. that came in super handy, and you really don't think about it. Like if you got a light bulb fire going on, and your plane is, you know, hopefully not balsa, um, you know, it's foam, and you can get to it, and you can like get everything away from the hot battery. Right, salvage as much as you can. You know you're gonna have you're gonna have some burnt foam bits, and it's gonna stink really bad. And I mean, not not even just the foam; the elect- electrical components. And the electrical components are gonna stink really bad. Yeah, yeah when they mm-hmm. go up. Um, but hopefully, you can get that you know away from that. You're gonna have charred area if you're picking up dirt and throwing it on it. You know, which is what we did, which is what I did when we were out there. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, like you said before, you're out in the middle of a field. You know, some facilities have, you know, uh, we now have a portage on, but at the time we didn't, you know, maybe some mm-hmm. some places that guys fly at have actual, you know, power, like Chris has power. Some guys mm-hmm. might actually have running water or, you know, soap and water. They could wash their hands. But, right. but one of the things that Mike gave me was baby wipes, which came in great to clean my hands up because my hands were filthy from yep. from everything and then the other thing he had was a garbage bag i mean and that's so, that's something so simple you could throw on there and it, you know why would you need a garbage bag because if you don't have a trunk like me and my jeep and you're driving home with that stinking plane in the back <laughs> and believe me it stinks yeah you know uh you're gonna want to put it in something i had it in a garbage bag and it was freaking pretty bad it's yeah you know I'm sure even if you had a trunk, it would still just seep through because that yeah. that smell is very potent. Like you can yeah. yeah, yeah. So those are two like things I would definitely add to that list, man. I carry baby wipes in a car. Just, just I don't know. Like we were, we're you know we work on these helis, we touch things, and like and then we we get lunch. And what do we do? We just eat. Yeah. You know. And, that, you know, and I grew up in the '70s. You know, we drank yeah. out of the freaking garden hose and. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a garden hose wasn't that big a deal, and and obviously, dirt doesn't really. <laughs> we had rock and sticks fights, you know. I mean, it was like we were always playing the dirt. <laughs> we're always filthy, dirty, you know. Yeah. We're always in a stream somewhere, or you know, falling down a mountain. I don't know, whatever. Right. <laughs> just you know, so it doesn't even face me to. Like, I don't how many times I just pick up a sandwich and start eating. I know it sounds gross, but geez, I don't. I don't even think I mean, about it. There's I, times where my hands are. So filthy, especially like if I crash a helicopter and I'm picking up parts and stuff, and I'm just like, eh, yeah, I could wipe my hands. I no, don't want to eat dirt. It's a, it's a good, <laughs> it's a good idea. Just something I don't think about, you know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm old enough now to know better not to eat dirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <Good point. laughs> Anyways, um, I'm still not there. I'm still eating dirt. <laughs> You're still eating dirt. <laughs> oh boy. Let's kind of go over the stuff that our, uh, you know, our listeners posted on our Facebook okay. uh, link for this or the topic for this. I guess I'll take the first one. We'll just kind of bounce back and forth. Okay. All right. So our friend Muse said the following. 
Loctite, CA, foam tack, zip ties, extra connectors, soldering iron, hot glue gun, servo clevises, uh, servo connectors, plugs, battery wires, hand tools, double-sided tape, electrical tape, liquid tape, nuts, bolts for planes, helis, threaded wire, or fishing rod to take anything down from the trees. Well, I mean... News, that's like everything in my garage. <laughs> that's like everything on my workbench <laughs> to bring that. Oh, boy. That is a lot of stuff. Um, I don't think that considered that that's an emergency kit. I think that's more of yeah, my you're tool- like toolkit. Yeah, your toolkit that you're bringing. Um, I mean, like you know, especially I- soldering iron and your hot glue gun. Mm-hmm. And I don't bring servo connectors or even anything like that. You know, I used to, but not anymore. I used to have a little clear thing, uh, one of those clear little like parts. Uh, I don't know tray thingies that kind close up, and yeah, right. I used to carry all that stuff with me. And I came to a point where I either have so much things to fly that I don't need to bring it. I bring. I mean, at the very least, I'm bringing four to five helicopters. And that's not including if I bring a quad or plane, you know, Chloe's plane, um, right. you know, now this new backbone. Like, I just, I have enough things to fly. I don't have enough hours in a day to work on it. So I, and trust me, there's times where I'm like, okay, who got some Velcro? <laughs> I need some Velcro. Well, yeah, I was going to say Velcro would be a good thing to add for sure. You know? Yeah. But uh, Muse, keep on bringing that stuff so then I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But uh, yeah, so I mean, granted, with my new case now, I will be bringing more tools and just miscellaneous little things because I have kind of ideas on how I'm going to organize it so that it's organized and not just thrown in a box where, you know, it goes into a pit and I never see it again. Yeah. Um, all right. You want to take the next one? Yeah, our buddy Chris, Chris Bream, said a cell phone with 911 <laughs> on speed dial. <laughs> and Russ Cox commented saying a tourniquet and bandages will help until paramedics arrive. I'm I'm really hoping it doesn't come to that. Yes. And I, I don't know. I, I know they're both joking around, but uh, dude, if if you're at the field and you need 911, I think somebody else is going to be dialing it unless you're you're by by yourself, which usually doesn't happen with us. Yeah. Um, if you are by yourself, yeah, it might be a good idea to make one. You know, you hold down one on most phones and it'll speed dial or something. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean. Fly safe, everyone, please. Fly safe. Fly away from yourself. <laughs> if you do fly by yourself a lot, I mean, maybe then uh, it's a good idea to have more of a heavy-duty first aid kit on you just in case. You know, you know. Sure. Like but, I mean, beyond that, like, obviously, first aid, is, first aid kits are great to have in case of emergency. But if you're by yourself and you hurt yourself, you might not be able to attend to your wounds like that. So definitely be careful, you know, helicopters, planes, quads, doesn't matter. Those spinning blades um, will hurt you either way. And and I just love when people are like, oh, that helicopter is, you know, it's a spinning lawnmower. Well, so is a 12-inch prop on your plane and so much four or five-inch props on your quad. Like, they will cut you up. Yeah. Doesn't matter to them. Like you make that mistake, you reverse your servo channel, your throttle channel, or you do something by mistake, that thing will eat you alive. So. I mean, when you think about it, um, the head speeds that we can actually fly a helicopter at, uh, you know, I might be talking on my ass here, are are similar to the to the speeds that a quad motor is running at, isn't it? That many revolutions no. per minute? No. So 
helicopters, depending on the size, is a lot slower than most planes and quads. Oh. As you get smaller in the motor, they're higher KV. They spin way faster. Let's let's look at my helicopter. I'm running 2,000 RPMs on, on the uh, Goblin 700. If you look at, say, your Sukhoi, right? What is it? A, uh, a 1250? 1250 KV, yeah. 1250 times, and that's per volt. So let me just do the math. 1250 times 4S is what? 14.4? Yeah. You could say so f- that's 18,000 RPMs at full speed. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's, you know, 9,000. So nine times more, I should say. Yeah. So um, that really puts it into perspective, man. I never even thought of it until now. You know, it just and the quad motors, you know, are, are even higher than that. Are, tw- are yeah, probably twenty six hundred. Yeah. Twenty three to twenty six hundred running the same 4S. So. Wow. Um, yeah. So but the only difference is and, and, you know, don't beat me up yet. I know the difference. We're talking about 700 millimeter blades compared to a five inch prop or a 10 inch prop or 12 inch right, prop. Right, you know? carbon fiber versus plastic. Yeah, but still, yeah, dude, exactly. anything spinning at that. Right, will cut you up like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, you know the best practice is is if if you really feel that you need a first aid kit for your, or dial 911 for yourself, like if you're flying just you and a friend or you by yourself at, at a park. Um, fly safe, you know, fly away from you, even if it's small, like the plane's small and you, it's harder to see, you know, it's, it's better to, to risk your life right at the end. So, yeah. Um, all right. So I don't get this, but our friend Joel Cannon says, yes. <laughs> okay. Maybe he's commenting on the safety, you know, yeah, be safe out the there. Safety. Yeah. Maybe safety aspect or maybe the thing that Muse said, yes, you know, or, so, um, but yeah, what's up, Joe? <laughs> Our buddy Aaron Blake said a bind plug, voltage alarm, hat, sunscreen, and double A batteries. That's an awesome one. Bind plug, first of all, for Spectrum folks, right? Yeah, definitely bind plug. One of the things I've, um, I, I don't know where I heard this, and I don't know if it's true or not, but they said um, to bind, if you're having some RF issues, rebind your plane or heli or whatever at the field because you know i live in i live in a pretty you know um congested area which probably has a lot of wi-fi signal a lot of rf um you know so when you're binding at that moment it's trying to find the best channel initial channel to kind of start your your connection that being out in a a more you know an open field you have less interference you get a stronger bind right so I don't know if it's true or not, but I think, you know, if you are having some glitching issues, you know, it's just rebind your plane or heli or multirotor to see how that works. Yeah, and, and you've actually told me that, and I think it actually did work out for me. Was it the first time we were at Flight Fest or maybe at NEF? Mm-hmm. I think it was at NEF. At NEF, yeah. I, and I've also heard don't bind your plane right in front of you. If you Too can, close. Yeah. get a buddy mm-hmm. to maybe take it like a couple steps away. Your antenna shouldn't be like less than a foot from each other. It should be like at least a foot or two, at least that much away, um, to okay. get like that clear signal path. Because you know these, it's radio waves, right? You need to yeah. make sure you have clear line of sight of it. That you're not in a dead spot by pointing your antenna straight. Like if you had a DX6 or, or DX6I or 
DX8 or DX7S to be pointed straight at the radio, you know, at the antennas. It yeah. needs to kind of be on that curve so that the radio waves expand out of the antenna through the sides. But a hat, sunscreen, bug spray, I would say, too. Sunscreen and bug spray, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I mean, those are commonly... Like, I always forget those these days because I don't carry my backpack with me. Um, that, yeah, I always... Oh, crap, I don't have any bug spray. Who got bug spray, you know? Yeah. So those two are definitely uh, handy to have. A hat, sunglasses... Right, that's a that's a good one too. I mean, if you're flying and it's very sunny out, you know, you can actually hurt your eyes even if you're squinting. You know, if you look directly in the sun, obviously, you know, you could burn your retinas out, and that's really bad for any RC pilot to be even momentarily blind. To be you know? blind, yeah, yeah, to be blind permanently, but even momentarily, like you know, you get the sunspots and you kind of like forced to close your eyes more. You know, so yeah. Yeah. See, I never fly with sunglasses. I'm, I think maybe once. Yeah, I I tried it once, and I mean it's not too bad once you your eyes adjust to it. But I didn't I didn't really like it. I I just I don't know. You mean without sunglasses? No, no, with. I didn't really like it with sunglasses. Oh, I thought you flew with sunglasses a lot. I've done a couple times to try because I can you know like our field in the afternoon that sun is just yeah blaring on our like you know ten o'clock yeah it starts to creep from in. the flight line yeah. So I tried it, and it helps a little, but I still the helicopter or plane just looks like a silhouette um, to me sometimes. So I, I don't like having that filter on there. John Davis said, uh, lithium-ion portable jump starter because I can't afford a second battery to power my field charger, and I tend to run down the truck by the end of, the long, end of a long day at the field. And he provided a link to a power-all portable power something lithium jump starter yeah uh, on amazon yep. so it basically looks like uh you can jump start your car from this lithium battery that's like sixteen thousand milliamp capacity or something like that yeah sixteen thousand milliamps um and it's got like it's like a box with two alligator clips coming out of it mm-hmm. and uh it's like 75 dollars. that's to me that's a great idea if you're charging off your battery on your vehicle like we we are spoiled because yeah. we bring a generator all the time mm-hmm. um but yeah, that is a that's an excellent idea. Yeah, I mean that's the last thing you want is to be looking for somebody to to jumpstart you because then you need jumper cables, which right. might also be something to throw in there. Mm-hmm. Jumper, jumper cables, jumper cables, especially if, if you're using your car battery. Right? right. I was trying to figure out. I was trying to read this on Amazon and figure out uh, how exactly it works because something this size, uh, you're not going to really want to hook up immediately and try to try to start your car. Um, this is just from my own experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to work for an alarm company um, years ago, and I can remember killing a battery in the company van. But I had – we have those little – they're 12-volt batteries. There's a 7.2 uh, 7. amp-hour batteries, you know, the the, mm-hmm. the ones that you see in the bottom of alarm panels. And yeah. uh, they're like a brick-sized. Yeah. And I think I hooked four of those in, in parallel up to the – the car battery and let it sit for like 20 minutes and it charged up the battery and just started it started right up man so with something like this i mean you probably read the instructions it'll tell you but you don't want to just uh throw it in there and, and try starting your car i would think uh you know you put it on there and let it let it sit for maybe 15 20 minutes and you should be good to go 
Uh, I feel like this thing is just like those jump boxes that um, tow trucks have, and I used to have one from like Black and Decker or something that, uh, you know, when my motorcycle battery, like I, I never put it on a trickle charger, so I would have to kind of jump start it every once in a blue moon, and it's just like instant. You put it on for a second, jump, it, and it uses basically that battery to power your starter enough to start your car, and then at that point, your alternator takes over. So I'm, I'm I. Oh, I yeah, have a this, feeling it's more similar like that. This does say it's 600 amps. You can yeah. get out of it. Wow. That's amazing. I thought you'd have to leave it sit. And you know what else is cool? It's got uh, it's got a USB charger on it, USB port. You can, yeah. you can charge stuff like your cell phone off it, and it has a flashlight built in. So that, that's pretty cool. So I'm, I'm wondering, like, a 3,000 3S uh, pack, right? What is the amps it could push out? In an instant, like if you wanted to, per se, use a lipo with like a connector to alligator clips to jumpstart your car, would it be enough? Amps you know, I think Flight Test did a, one of these um, experiments where they hooked up a bunch like of two or something. Or, they yeah. hooked up. They had a a halogen setup. I can remember them doing this, and they had, I think it was the different like C ratings, mm-hmm. and uh, they had a. I I know they they at least had like twenty five. They had five by five, probably even more than that. Halogen set up, and uh, they were checking out the amperage draw on on uh, just what was coming out of battery. So I mean, I know they did an episode on that. I don't know exactly what it was, mm-hmm. but I remember seeing something similar, you know, to what you're asking. Yeah, that, that flight test covered. Yeah, but I'm just curious, like if you if you charge like all your batteries and you're like flying and then. You're like, oh, let me start my car, and it doesn't start. Would you be able to use a lipo to restart that car? Like, you know, just to get enough, just enough juice to start up that, you know, car, and then let the the car handle the recharging portion. I don't know if the. Oh yeah, I think you would be able to do that. Yeah. We might have to do an experiment. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I got an old piece of crap truck sitting outside somewhere. I could probably find it and try that out <laughs> nice that'd be cool something to do yeah yeah um, we could video it yep you skipped one though uh ian goldberg said uh putting, oh yeah putting your lipo battery in a safe bag or something so it won't catch fire on your car and uh that's that's pretty good idea keep it in another you don't keep it a spare lipo bag just in case i mean if you have a if you have a questionable battery you know if you fly mm-hmm. your you fly your Viggen into a light pole and you're not sure because the battery's starting to bend in half. Yeah, it's all mushroomed and pancaked, I guess, is the phrase. I mean, what... That's what actually did, a good idea, for sure, yeah. What did Fred say? He 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 hangs it out the window with the lead just inside and rolls the window up so he can just roll the window down if it catches fire. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was Fred, but I do remember somebody saying that. It was Fred, because we were talking about that... Um, I was trying to make it so it didn't sound like Fred told us that. It was Fred, though. I'm not saying okay. it, I'm not saying it was, it was the Fred we know, but it was Fred. But it was a Fred. It was uh, a Fred. A Fred. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I said I remember driving home with it on the passenger seat and yeah, and the window down, ready to throw it out the window. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a great idea. Having an extra um, safe a lipo safe bag, or you know maybe. Um, a small metal ammo case that you, you know without the rubber seal, just something that can contain a fire in case the worst happens with the lipo. Yeah, or throw it in a lipo safe bag and have it on the seat next to you, and the window. Or, 
ready to or throw it a lipo out. seat bag <laughs> or a, a lipo safe bag with with it in your window with your window closed and you have power windows that you could just, no. <laughs> or you could keep it you know underneath your windshield wiper too you know and if you're on the highway at least if it catches fire you just turn your wipers on and it'll take off no? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god imagine the car behind you like oh, this geez. fireball coming at the windshield <laughs> that would not be a yeah, that would not be good. Um, so don't do that. No, don't do that. I'm only joking around. But this is a great little list because uh, I'm going to look for, I know they make smaller Pelican cases. I don't want to get anything that extreme, but I want to get a smaller case. I'm sure I can find something and uh, take a look at how much room I have under the seat of my Jeep. And I, I think I'm going to put something together. If I do, I'll, I'll post pictures on, on Facebook and mm-hmm. Instagram and all that. And I, yeah. I got to revamp my, my toolkit, though, too, man. Yeah. It's a little rough. A little rough around the edges. <laughs> but I think that the top things I got out of this was... Yeah, let's, let's, let's go down the list. Top five things you would bring. Okay. Um, definitely first aid kit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the computer cable, because I've mm-hmm. forgotten that before. Yep. I'm going to put uh, a LiPo safe bag in there. I'm gonna I'm gonna combine sunscreen and and uh, and bug spray. Just mix them together and put them in a bottle. No, no. <laughs> Just combine them into number four. Uh, yeah. And then, dude, I think I'd throw baby wipes and garbage bag in there too. I okay. mean, I know that's six or seven, but uh, yeah, you can put the baby wipes in the garbage bag and that'd be one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I agree. Like. The first aid kit, baby wipes, you know, just I, I, like all the little things, um, like the sunscreen, bug sprays. We are outside all the time. It's yes, yeah. You know, who wants, who wants to get like skin cancer from doing a hobby that we love? You know, like nobody wants that. I got another one too, a spare hat. I mean, I know that I think uh, mm-hmm. Aaron, Aaron said hat, but hat, uh, yep. that that's also something. I'm like, whoa, did I bring a hat? You know, yeah. Throw your old flight test hat in there or something. Sure. Yeah, spare hat. Definitely. Um You could even I mean, say a spare t shirt too. Yeah, I would home, say like you know, like a spare hat or a t shirt because I mean, I don't know about you, but my hats are starting to stink. <laughs> I get so sweaty. Especially that Saturday. I mean, it was so funny because Maria um went to go get gas in the car and when she came back she saw me, she was like did you take a shower or something? You're you're soaking <laughs> wet. I'm like, no, I need some AC now. <laughs> it's, you know, it's just sweating. It was so hot. It was- I was there like, uh, was I? I was there like the first half hour, and I walked over where a couple guys were talking, and they were all in the shade, and they were all soaking wet. And I was like, hey, is the pool open? <laughs> right. They all look like they fell in the pool, man. They were oh, soaking man. wet. Yeah. And you know, it's not a young man's, uh, you know hobby really there's a lot of older guys so like i get worried about that too you know yeah yeah um heat stroke is a big thing right you can't and and dehydration oh i mean that's another thing we didn't even really talk about like keep a couple of spare bottles of water in your car yeah well that should be in general dude especially in in the summertime i I would think man yeah as you get older Mm -hmm. um if if it's not even to drink I mean, I was pouring water in my head that day to kind of help me cool down quicker. So that, you know, it felt good. It, the water felt super cold because it was so hot. Um, and, you know, it cooled you down, cooled me so down. So you did take quick, a so. shower. 
Yeah, somewhat, you know. <laughs> Poor man shower, water bottle nice. over the head. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's go into the news. News. I got some news. Believe it or not, I got some news. Nice. What you got? It's not major news. It's just something I happened to see on Hobby King, man. Mm-hmm. They came out with a uh, a really small, tiny, like the size of a stamp, Sky Zone 5 gigahertz, 40-channel uh, FPV transmitter. And what's cool is it, it's switchable from 25 milliwatts to 600 milliwatts. Ah, uh, that's cloned. And it's really small, though, and it's it's only like $32. That's from, uh, I don't know what warehouse that's from. But it's got the Cloverleaf antenna. And when I saw oh, it, I was like, it's built in? that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's all one oh, Okay. All one unit. Now, I was going to say that's kind of cloned because I have the the TB, uh, TBS. Uh, I forgot the name of it. It's it's like the one all the FPV racers but does it, use. Does it have uh, the race band on it? It has the race band. It's 40 channel, and it can go from 20 or 25 milliwatts to, to one watt. Oh, wow. Okay. But uh, and it's like a size of a, I guess like a like a you know a stamp. It, it's probably about a size of stamp, which I, I recently broke the antenna off, so I'm kind of pissed off. I need to buy a new one. Um, does, does it have power off memory for the last frequency band yeah, channel? Yeah, does it, it has all a, of that. Mm-hmm. Does it have a built-in mini microphone? It doesn't have a microphone, and it doesn't come with an antenna, so it is a little bit different. Does it have five volt output power for FPV camera? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It can take like twelve. I don't know if it. Actually, I'm not sure if it does. I know it can definitely take a very range of inputs, but I don't know what the output is or if it even has an output. Um, I mean, most quads or anything that you're doing these days, you don't need a five volt output to your your camera because either your PDB will take care of it or your flight controller or something will take care of it. So it's not really a concern anymore. Um, wow. Okay. It was a little different, I guess, when we first started with the the multi Wii's and the and the KK boards and stuff like that. We kind of needed all that separate to power everything. But they're they're like these days, you have a PDB that's going to go with your quad, and that has your twelve volt, five volt, three point three even uh, for your spectrum stuff. So this is um two S to six S. It can run on. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I just noticed it. Um, I I saw. That's cool. I mean, the price. I'm sure. What was the price? Actually, I'm I'm hovered on it, so it says, "Hey shopper, we've noticed you've been looking at this for a while." <laughs> um, that so price is thirty bucks, thirty cents off. <laughs> so, dude, I mean, that's pretty freaking cheap. That plus a a cheap, you know, cameraman or, or a decent camera that we got cheap. Um, the antenna does that like? Can you unscrew it, or is it like soldered on like the? Um, In you the know, picture it looks fixed. Okay, it's fixed. That's one thing I probably wouldn't like. It might be good for 180 size quad or something that you're not going to fly far, but like I would want something for my 210. I'd want something that can use my um, my Duraspec, you know, VAS uh, antennas or the TBS ones that I have. Yeah, that's what one of the guys uh, wrote in one of the com- in the comments is uh, he hates that it's permanent antenna. Yeah. It should be like they should have made it that you could um, unscrew it at least, you know, like re- re- like a very short like the antenna comes basically right off the connector or something, you know. But to be able to use your own antenna would be nice. Well, one guy said, um, "What unsolder it and put a lead yeah, on it?" Yeah, 
But yeah. you, I guess you don't want to really. One guy said you could do that. One guy said I wouldn't do that on an antenna. So whatever. Why not? I don't know. You know how people get on the internet. Oh, you were going to in turn induce resistance on flip-flop override of the uh, thingamajig. Thingamajig. And the, you know, I'm sitting at my desk and I'm commenting and I haven't left the house in three years. <laughs> you know, I, th- those yeah, type yeah, guys. yeah, for sure. But I was just I was just on Hobby King real quick and I just mm-hmm. wanted to see if I had something new that I hadn't seen and that caught my eye. So I figured nice. I'd bring it up. Cool. I don't think I got any news. I just I, I want to buy I want to buy a house. I'm going to buy a heli. <laughs> That's not news. You buying a house? I mean, I guess so. What happened to your motorcycle? I was at my friend's house. In oh storage. right. I didn't take it out at, at all this year because I've been so into this hobby that I haven't had time for my other hobbies like snowboarding, motorcycle riding, you know, any of that stuff. Dude, I don't know if I'd get on a motorcycle in Jersey ever again. I swear. Every day when I leave, now it's summertime and there's like half the traffic there usually is. Mm-hmm. Every friggin' day when I leave and I'm, for the last two weeks, I've, I've sat in some kind of traffic because of an accident. And it's been like today was a major one on Route 80. And oh, it's yeah? Just, and it's just amazing. Like, uh, and I see people texting all the time. Yeah. Like, like how do you get on a motorcycle, man? It's just uh, – you know. ride aggressive. You stay in front of everyone. You you keep moving past cars. You don't ever stay static next to cars. But I know it's a, you can get rear-ended at a traffic light. You know, I mean. Oh, I split lanes. I don't sit in a traffic light. Oh, jeez. Like I mean, at a light, I will depending, and I usually stay off-centered so that I'm watching that rear, you know, side view mirror. If someone's pulling up and not slowing down to my liking, I kind of edge forward and get next to the car ahead of me, so that way. I have an escape plan. Yeah. I, um, you I just, have to be aggressive. You have to be offensive with your riding when you're riding with quote unquote cagers. Cagers. Yeah, that's what uh, motorcyclists call car drivers. They're cagers. They're in a cage. Yeah, they don't care no, about anything. I just haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, one of my coworkers recently bought a bike. So I kind of wanted to pick up the bike and go riding. So one, one of these days when it's not 115 degrees, I might do so. Nice. So what's so, yeah. next for you in the hobby, man? I want to fly the Y6. I want to get that flying. I want to definitely fly some more helicopters. I need to start working on some new moves because I need to keep up with you. <laughs> I'm serious, man. That always cracks me up. And you always say that. But then you go out to the field and then you're like scraping the the, the yeah, runway. Well, and That's like, you know what it is? I, I have a set of moves now that I'm comfortable doing. Um, you know, flips, cutting grass, scraping blades, you know, uh, you know, whatever skids out funnels, tail down, um, some hurricanes upright, you know, uh, forward and reverse, uh, backwards fly. But then that's about it. Like, you know, maybe some bunny hops and some other things, but it's not like I'm not really learning anything new and I've kind of not plateaued, but. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could say I kind of plateaued at this point, or or no, let let me rephrase that. I, I'm I'm refining the moves that I know now, to, you know, to get a little bit more control and a little bit better at them. Um, especially like my TikToks, I'm doing the TikToks and then the Piro out right back into another TikTok, like like things like that. But um, I don't really practice uh, Piro flips that much anymore. Um, I should. I just yeah, I don't see you doing them that much. 
Yeah, just I mean, I, what I've been learning to do is doing a half puro and then I do a, a Mobius out. A Mobius is what I really want to work on, and and really, it came to me when I started learning tail down funnels with the skids out. That like, there's so much more for me to learn in regular flying or I mean I guess I don't know if it's funnels or hurricanes are considered three mile 3d or sport flying um, I guess more on a sport flying side but there's so many more moves I can do that I, I need to learn or I should learn on the you know sport flying side right that like the pure flips they're cool and I I kind of reached my goal that I wanted to that I set last year for this year but now it makes me realize that like I need to work on other stuff to transition all the moves together and not just stop, pure flip, pure flip, stop, then move to another move. Like I need to so like well, another thing I've been doing is when I pure flip, as soon as I come out of a pure flip or or any type of move where I'm tail down, I can go directly into a tail down funnel now. Like you know, like and that made me realize I need to learn these transitions from one move to another. Um, I need to learn a transition that I can go right into Elrond TikTok because those are getting a lot more cleaner. And okay. and when I do them, it's like I prep, I stop, I kind of, you know, I'll do, I'll kind of fly from left to right, I'll stall, turn it, come back with the tail, you know, come back backwards, fly, and then I'll go right into Elrond TikTok across the field, or sometimes just in a spot. But I don't, you know, like I don't have a transition to it. I just kind of set up to do it. So like I would love to be able to do a Mobius flip right into Elrond TikToks. A Mobius. Know? Or is it Morpheus? No. Morpheus is the one I'm gonna call when I come up with something, I'm calling it a Morpheus. <laughs> nice. Uh but yeah, you know, I wanna be able to transition better. I hear you, man. I think you're still way ahead of me and doing really well, dude. Because uh, you you pulled some you do some uh pretty crazy stuff every now and then. And like you're saying, yeah. you know what we need to do, dude, is go through that uh, RCHN. I know. <laughs> we definitely should do it. Maybe yes. like either set a month that we're going to start doing that and maybe not, you know, until next year. I don't know. Maybe like next April or March or whatever. Or just say, hey, we're going to start doing it, you know, and just, just stick to it. How about we we start doing it like whatever next week or next time we go flying. But every day, even if it's like very rudimentary, like, okay, tail and hover. Every day? Let's, I mean, every every time we go fly. Oh, okay. Let's, How about after the Rybert thing? And uh, after okay. that? Yeah, after Chris's event, we should go through um, go through it, you know? Yeah. Maybe at first on level one, because a lot of the stuff I'm sure we can kind of go through pretty quick. We, we just kind of gauge ourselves. Okay, let's see how many of these we can do right now. Okay. I do them. You, you know, you spot for me and, and you know double check that I'm doing them right and then I'll do the same for you and then when we get to a point where like okay this is a move I need to work on then we just you know you you sim I sim whatever we figure it out um and every weekend okay you ready to give it a shot and we keep on at it every weekend to you know get that one wherever we we stop off at get that one done until we get it done at least like yeah well I I don't want to kill ourselves either like maybe at least like two batteries worth you know yeah yeah and then and then just go have fun you know what i mean not just yeah i'm not saying like every single battery pack yeah exactly yeah yeah no like 
go do a flight and just try it. You know, like keep working at it. Oh, and then great next idea. Week, yeah, whatever. You know, and then the next week, um, hopefully we'll, you know, it'll push us to sim a little and work on it. And then next week we'll be like, okay, are we ready to try to sign it off again? Let's try it. Okay, you got it this time. Now let's. Then we can move to the next move and just keep moving. You know what I've tried, dude, is I I do the pure flips out to the where when I go up the tail goes to the right. I tried it going to the left and it was like it was like me throwing left handed. It was so bad. I was like, oh my god, like and I just started doing them. So I'm like, I gotta try yeah. doing them the other way just so I don't get like in that funk where I can only do stuff get locked in. Yeah, so, and uh, dude, it's too late. It was it was so bad. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, so I I don't know, but that's a great idea. We should we should definitely do that. Let's do that after Robert's yeah. thing. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, besides that, I got a made an FT Sparrow. I got to figure out the CG because I know they said that it's very tail heavy. So yeah, and I have a big motor on it. I have like a twenty two hundred six, twenty two hundred five, twenty three hundred kV motor. Well, you got that five thousand cell you just took apart. Maybe you can put that on it. <laughs> <laughs> just just put it on the front. <laughs> Yeah. I just, you know, duct taped it to the bottom of the, the front nose now. Um, yeah, yeah, so I'm going to try was... to get some clay or weights. Yeah, 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 I heard clay. Right, that's what I was going to say. I heard clay is what the guys were putting in it. Um, and then I need to start measuring out my uh, rigid case for the transmitter trays. And I'm going to buy um, a case, the the basket, I guess, the open like milk crate looking one. Yeah, and I have an idea. So I'm gonna buy that for my for my batteries. So I'm gonna like I think I mentioned to you at the field. I'm gonna create little um, pockets so I could put lined with foam. I could put the batteries, slot them in there. Um, so you know the bigger batteries will lay down, you know, horizontally. But all like the I don't know the smaller batteries. I could kind of put them in little pockets or something. Figure something out for that. But on top of that, I bought these. Um, random heli skid clamps and i bought like just three to try out i bought one that fits a uh, goblin 500 one that fits a goblin 700 and one that fits um a 5.5 millimeter six millimeter uh like skid pipes you know like a landing gears from like the oxy the white ones or something that like uh a t-rex or one of those type of helis okay i want to take a piece of acrylic and i want to put it on top to cover the uh the crate, the milk carton looking one, right? The milk crate. Right. And that has latches on the side too, just to like just like the other cases, to kind of latch it on to lock in the top or lock in the case that's above it. Uh, so I want to figure out some kind of you know tray that I can put on there and clamp down. And then I'm gonna bolt in those random uh heli skid mounts so that way I could carry my two oxes and goblin three eighty on that case and it'll be locked in to the top. Hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea, man. And, you know, because the smaller helis are kind of annoying to carry. They're like, they fumble around. Like, you can't carry more than one in each hand or maybe two in each hand. But if you're wheeling a case and carrying a 700 heli in a bag, um, you know, your hands are pretty tied up just from the case of the heli, the big heli. So I figured if I could get the three helis on there clamped down, that'll make it a lot easier. Um, and then when I get to the car, all I do is just unhook the basket. I slide the, the bottom and the charging case in like I normally do. And then I just slide in that next to it. And all the helis will stay mounted to that case. It won't move. You know, it won't slide around in the car either. So, Oh, that'll be interesting, dude. 
I have to see. I have to get the. I'm gonna buy the crate sometime this week or uh, this weekend coming up to see if I can see how the latching system works and stuff. You know, make sure I, I can build something that'll work. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. How about you? Um. Going on. I'm getting ready to go on vacation, so I'm not sure what I'm gonna be doing RC this weekend. Are you flying this weekend at least? I'm not sure, dude. I'm not sure how, uh, how I'm gonna work it. Uh, I'm gonna try and get out there, but uh, usually the wife does all the packing, and then uh, I do nothing, and then she yells at me for doing <laughs> nothing. So this year I'd like to actually help out because uh, we're going away for probably is it like a week? The morning away for right? eight days, like eight, yeah, nine days, yeah, yeah. So so I don't know. We'll see. Um, all right, uh, enough of this silliness here. Listen, you know, uh, when I'm out on the street, you know, uh, people always come up to me and they say, hey, Arnold, yeah, get to the chopper. Yeah, you know, like I haven't heard that like a million times. So listen, you know, if you want to see all the helicopters, you can go to this uh, little thing up in uh, Rochester, New York. It's uh, the Rochester Aero Modeling Society or RAMS. Yeah, you know, if you, if you change those letters around, it spells Mars. And uh, I was going to tell you something about that, but uh, I can't recall. <laughs> yeah, you get it, right? Yeah, shut up, you idiot. Listen to me. It's three-day helicopter event, and uh, it's the largest in uh, the Northeast in September around Labor Day. You know, labor yourself up there and go check out some of these pilots, you know. It's the home uh, field of, you know, Mr. Chris Rybert and uh, the other guy, you know, that uh, the Kyle guy, you know, the guy that flies uh, pretty good. Yeah, you know, and it's grown, you know, over the last uh, couple of years. They've had, like, over a hundred helicopter pilots and, uh, like, a thousand spectators you know but it's not the t-1000 so you know you don't have to worry about it reacquiring you there so you know it's labor day weekend it's september it's friday saturday and sunday what did you think it was going to be on a tuesday so just go up there you know and if you miss this one i'm going to show up at your flying field and i'm going to poke your eyes out with my stogie you idiot i might piss her off enough to where she's like just go get out of here so probably do probably try and do that just ask her, do we need this? Do we need to bring this? Do we need to bring this? Do we need yeah. to bring this? Just constantly over and over again. Uh, no. <laughs> be like, ah, get out of here. No. Uh, I'd, I'd probably see if I can get down there. I'd really like to fix it. i got to fix the sport. And I'd like to fly to yeah. 570 again, uh, so I should work on that. i got to clear my uh, my bench off, though, man. I, after, yeah. after, I, I, after some work I did on the house and cleaning out underneath the house, I had a ton of stuff that I, got, I had to bring down to the curb. And uh, so I did that and got it all out of like the driveway and stuff. But now I got I got a couple of things I want to go through. I'm, I don't know whether I'm keeping or not, you know, and just mm-hmm. just like personal stuff and old stuff. And so I got that kind of on the bench, taking up space. I really want right. to I really want to mess with that scale build, too, yet, man. But I think I'm going to put that on hold until the winter time. I got a couple winter projects, man. Yeah, I was about to say the scale build. You still have that kid you bought from Neff you haven't built. Right. You still have uh, Kevin, Matusix, Raiden. You still have a lot of stuff to work on. I know. I know, man. Yeah. So Kevin won't even talk to me. He's not taking my calls or anything anymore. No, nope, no. Nope. So He's mad at you. <laughs> oh, man. What about Todd? But Todd still talks to me. Todd still talks to you, but... uh. Yeah. He's been, he's been, uh, dude, he finally saw that movie. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, he enjoyed yeah, he, it a lot. Um, he actually posted this thing where I was like, oh, this is so cool. It's a knife holder, but it's Deadpool's head. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> That's, so That's cool. awesome. 
Yeah, it looks so cool. I was like, oh, I don't know. I want to make one. I don't know how they got it or buy one or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So I'll probably do that. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe I will finally get uh, my toolbox figured out. I got to stop by the depot and get the, the setup that you had. I really like the setup you have uh, because the fact that it's, A, it's on wheels. And I guess wheels I don't really care about that much anymore because we're not toting stuff a long way. You know, if we went to Neff or something like that, it'd be it'd be freaking awesome. Yeah. You know, um, but I, I like the fact that it's kind of up higher. So if you huh? if you did have to just set up without a table or right there in the middle of nowhere, dude, it's it's at a comfortable height, more or less. You know, yep. you can get and, everything out and just and just fire it up. Right. And one of the things I noticed is um, just with the bottom part and the, the charging case we have, it's a little bit low. But now, once I buy this, um, the basket, yeah. if I put the basket in the middle, it'd be perfect height. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have to bend down to, like, you know, push any of the buttons or anything. It'd be right there. It'll be, yeah. So, nice. um, this, this rigid case, I mean, I can't really um, say nothing bad about it. Like, the price and, and the durability and everything about it, it's, it's amazing. It's great. The only problem I'm having is I don't know where to go to get rid of my old toolboxes because I have, like, 40 of them now <laughs> i mean i started out with a green toolbox that's gone i had a couple of red uh-huh. ones those are gone now now the two that i used to have i bought four of these ones from like lowe's they were two different sizes it was either lowe's or home yeah, i think it was lowe's um but and they worked great like i was keeping i was i had one as a build case and then yeah. i had the other but i had my batteries in one and, and my charger in one uh, my batteries and charger in one and i had my uh my my tools in the other and i still use the one for the tools but now i have like two that are completely empty and just yeah. taking up space in my garage it's like i gotta get rid of them or do something with them yeah uh, give I, them away i might consolidate some of my older cases because these yeah. things stack nice so i might i might do that and just right you're talking about the gray and black ones with the glass like the yeah. clear top yeah yep. cool all right man yeah all right so this is gonna be a little bit of a shorter episode um, well, let's do the wrap-up now, then. It might be longer if we have more of the uncomfortable silences. <laughs> like that. Hello, Steve. <laughs> oh, you're such a douche. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. All right, what man. You know, since we're not doing the Podbean countries and states anymore... Uh, should I just start off with Podbean stuff that we have? Yeah, like start off with any uh, likes or you know comments or emails or anything that are Podbean related. I would say uh, Casey Strom seventy five is now following us on Podbean. Nice. So thanks, Casey Strom. Thank you. That's awesome. All right. Okay. Facebook lights. We have a total of two hundred and sixty three. I do not get Facebook likes anymore. Um, not that I understand people are liking the page. I don't get the numbering and the names that I see anymore. It's turning into Podbeam in the country where it says we went from 256 to 263. Um, you know, seven more likes and I only have three names. So I don't know where that discrepancy is or what's going on. Doesn't Facebook realize how critical it is to the show? And the comedy aspect to get names that you can't pronounce. Yes, and to for it to be accurate, so that way I could butcher them. Yeah, and we could, you know, 
pay our listeners back a little bit by mentioning their names. And me butchering their names. And you butchering in their names. All right, so All let, right. let the butchering begin. All right, cue the music. <laughs> All right, we got David Geigler. Jeez, Geigler. dude, I didn't even think you were going to have a problem with that one. <laughs> Guy. Giggler. Giggler? Yeah, the Giggler. Remember him? From Death, Death Wish 2, I think it was. The, oh, the Giggler. He would he the, would steal those, the Bronson movies, what is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charles Bronson. Yeah, Charles Bronson, that's it. It was Death Wish 2. He would steal the woman's purse and he would giggle as he was running away. I called him a giggler. <laughs> giggler. Okay. This guy is not gonna listen to us anymore. Yeah. He's gonna send us some hate mail. Donnie Coleman and our friend Dave Crawford, who we met at Fight Fest. Yeah, who just sent me an email saying, Hey, Knucklehead, did you edit the video you took of, of his... I, I took a video of his cub. With oh, that my, was uh, his cub. Yeah, with he had the little tiny micro cub. cub mm-hmm. and yeah. I, and I was following it with my, um, with my FT Explorer with the Mobius on it. Right. And I sent him a screenshot. And I posted a screenshot, I think, on Facebook, but I didn't even get a chance. Yeah. I didn't edit anything. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah. dude. I got to throw that on the uh, on the editing machine and and get it fired up, man. And yeah, what's going that. on, man? I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. Just uh, I don't want to get into it, but the last two weeks were pretty rough work wise. Yeah, yeah, I, it's too hot. I did make some money. I spent a little money too. What'd you spend it on? I bought some headlights for my Jeep. Ooh, what kind? Some LED headlights. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. You went LEDs? Yeah. You know what? I was. I didn't realize that. I'm, first of all, the Jeep Wrangler headlights, everybody complains about. They suck. They're terrible. I changed the bulbs, and they still suck. Because they're just halogen, like, round yeah. bulbs, right? Like, they're not nothing special. And, and, the, and the other thing is that the, with newer cars, like, the, the way they refract the light with the mirrors inside the light, it's, it's so much better than just, like, around light bulb basically in there yeah so i i was on ebay and amazon and mm-hmm. like these these headlights the headlights that i liked originally were like 500 dollars when they came out like three four years ago now mm-hmm. i got i got them for like 150 bucks i think off of ebay nice i mean they're they're really nice and uh so i'm i got that and i got a couple more little add-ons coming for the jeep Nice. You know what I really like for for your Jeep? Um, I don't know. You probably think it's cheese, but I like the uh, the front grill that has like the little eyelids on top of the headlights to make them not look like they're round. They almost look flat on top and then round. Oh, that's funny because yeah. I just ordered a grill. Nice. That looks pretty. That looks angry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's what I like about it because it makes the car look angry. Yeah, so I ordered the grill. I ordered uh, uh-huh. a couple of. I, I think I, I didn't order it yet, but I, I was looking at turn signals that are LED, but they're black. You know, like minor black black yellow. housing. Yeah, yeah, my housings are yellow. Right. Uh, so I and I think I got some LED fogs coming too. But I'd really love to do with that. I saw the Jeep I want to go after, and it, it was like a cartoon looking Jeep, <laughs> but uh, right. it's with that kind of angry grill. Uh, with a shorty bumper uh, that's uh-huh. kind of got the the bull bar in the front, sort of. Sure, yeah. It looks pretty badass, so I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna like work on that kind of thing. Nice. Uh, you gonna make Nick so uh, jealous? Nick Simpson? <laughs> nah. Yeah, he's a big Jeep fan, and 
I have a like. Does he still have his? I think so. I yeah. yeah. Okay. He's got that green one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. He's got it. But um, you know what we were talking about? Because he has uh, it's it's the square headlight model. Mm-hmm. It's um the TJ. I think it is. Okay. And or the, I think that's what it is. And it's you know the the late eighties, early nineties. Um, I told him I said, hey, you should do the Jurassic Park like paint scheme on it. We were talking about that and like do it up like a Jurassic Park because there are guys that that do that. Right. That, that's pretty cool. I mean, nice. You might think it's silly. You guys might think it's silly, but uh, you know, anything nowadays is is a club. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So yeah, right. I started spending a little bit of that money. Awesome. So so Dave, I'll I'll see if I can get some video together and and get it out there, and I'll definitely let him know when I do. Cool. Yeah. He emailed us, right? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I saw you reply back. I was like, okay, I won't reply. Yeah. Do we have any other Facebook comments or anything? All right, so I searched iTunes. There's nothing new on iTunes. So nothing new on iTunes. All right. Uh, Isn't Facebook. that what I just said, dude? Nothing new on iTunes. Nothing new on iTunes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so uh, Facebook, we don't really have any comments, but I have a comment about Chris's post. He bought this awesome-looking uh, jet here. It's a 80-millimeter Super Scorpion on 6S with a 12-bladed fan, flaps, retracts. He says he should be getting it soon. It's a it's it's a cool-looking plane. It, it's it's weird though. It has like a a V-tail kind of vertical stabilizers, I guess. Yeah, this is the one he flew uh, for a buddy of his club member, I think. Right? Is that the same one? I yeah, thought it I think was it's, it's very similar. Okay. Um, yeah, and I don't think the guy was that skilled of a pilot, so mm-hmm. the guy put it in trying to land it, but uh, Chris said he loved it when he flew it. Nice. I checked it out. It's pretty awesome looking looking plane, man. Uh, I think you got yeah. it out of that Motion RC, right? Yep, Motion RC. I was checking out Motion RC when he uh, was texting us about this or the other uh, jets that he was thinking about or EDFs. Oh, man, I really want to get that F5 Tiger. Now, what is this comparable to? Uh, like, is it an L39 or something like that? What does it say, or is it just like a. a no, I don't know. It's like its own. I think it's its own design. I don't. I'm not. It looks kind of like an L39 fuse, but the tail is, you know, it has that two uh, vertical stabilizers looking. It almost looks like a 30-degree angle from each other or something. Or, oh, okay. Or 45-degree from each other. It's almost like a V-tail. But, um, you know, it does have a, a a rear horizontal stabilizer. It has flaps. as you know, all the, the normal I love stuff. the flaps and the retracts. I think that's pretty cool mm-hmm. for a jet. Yeah, and it's 80 millimeters, so it's, it's a decent size running 6s already you know yeah so yeah i mean i don't know i mean i was I'm, i've been looking at one too now i shouldn't because i still got the vegan rebuild but what are they going around what do they run around is it like i think this looks like two or three hundred bucks oh okay i don't know I'm, i don't know which one he got though i don't know if it's uh uh plug and play or what is the other one are almost ready to fly i guess arf 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 yeah. Um, I posted on the uh, the post that he posted up. You posted. posted on the post that he posted up. Posted. What did you post and... on the post that he posted? Up? <laughs> I asked him if he's putting a Neo in there. I want. I'm wondering if he's gonna buy a three hundred dollar plane and put a five hundred dollar okay. <laughs> receiver in there. 
<laughs> so, uh, so I'm curious to see. But uh, yeah, I'm really thinking about buying one too, man. I don't know. Yeah, when I first saw it, I looked and I was like, you know what? That looks pretty freaking cool. Yeah, sounds so cool too. Yeah, I got, I got. So that was pretty cool. I posted a picture of my. Um, I like this post that uh, Chris put up too. I'm an RC addict on the road to recovery. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm on the road to the hobby store. <laughs> oh, nice. So true. That's so funny. True. Uh, posted a picture of my blades uh, after the aftermath of the blade scraping on the geotextile runway. It's scuffed up pretty nice. I'm going to leave it. Yeah, and there's a bunch of other posts, I guess, here. All right, dude. So the 70 millimeter version of that plane mm-hmm. is 180. I think it is. Yeah. Okay. The 80 millimeter is like 220. It's not bad at all, man. And it's yeah. ARF. It's almost ready to fly. So that's that's servos ESE EDF, right? Dude, or, you know how I feel about this almost ready to fly crap. I mean, my desk is almost ready to fly, really. I just got to add stuff to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it says it requires a six channel radio, six channel receiver. It requires an ESC brushless motor. Oh, shit. So it doesn't come with any of that. And servos. Yeah. Yeah. So ARF is airframe. That's the way I'm going to look yeah. at it. And then, you know, plug in fly or plug in play PNP. That's, I think, with the basic electronics for receiver or receiver ready, I'll say. Yeah. That's a shame they don't make one that's, uh, you know, receiver ready. Yeah. Oh, they do have a PNP. I'm sorry. Free Wing Scorpion, Super Scorpion. And that's two seventy. Maybe that's the one he's got. Okay. It just the picture was different, so Ah, uh, okay. Two seventy. And that includes eighty millimeter toll blade EDF requires a radio and receiver. Just a radio and battery. receiver. And battery. And, yeah, yeah. and it's six S five thousand. Holy testicle Tuesday. Yeah. That's what I need to get. I need to get something like that so I could use that 5,000 pack that I don't care about. <laughs> What's the freaking specs? I got to check specs on this thing, man. Yeah. Like this suit oh. wingspan is. This thing must be yeah. massive, huh? Yeah. Oh, it's 38 inch, 45 inches long. Wow. That's a decent size. That's sure. pretty freaking big, yeah, for, for jet. Nice. Um, one other thing that I, I shared out from flight tests is their FT Logo Lifestyle Drone Backpack. Oh, yeah? It looks pretty cool. I didn't see that. It's a backpack that's meant for quad racing, but it looks you can pretty much use it for anything sort of RC-related. It has, like, padded channels or pockets inside where you can put a quad, your radio, battery packs, props, like all your accessories. Um, It looks pretty cool. I mean, it's 59 bucks, so it's a little bit on the higher side, but uh, I don't know. I like it. The black with the red logos and the red piping on it looks really cool. I did hear it was a quality... You know, pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it also has a rain guard. Um, like, you know, you basically cinch around it so it protects it from rain. Oh, that's cool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, like my motorcycle, you know, backpacks used to have that and stuff. Yep. Cool. Drop us an iTunes review and we'll read it on the next episode. Email us at free4rc at gmail.com. Facebook page. Like us on facebook.com slash podcast. Don't forget to check out our new webpage, freefarcpodcast.com. Chris is uh, working hard to keep that updated and up to date and looking so fresh and clean. Uh, f- hey, Chris. 
Hey, Chris. Uh, Flight Test Forums. Say hi to Nick. Hi, Nick. It's located off the field, audio and video production, other than Flight Test Podcasts and Free Fall RC Podcasts. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I will wait till the next episode. So don't ask me what it is. You'll have to wait. <laughs> I'm not going to ask. So, not going to ask. Okay. Well, you know what it is. You've you seen the sneak peek pictures or whatever. Did I? Yeah. You know what it is. Oh, you even posted a picture, a sneak peek picture. Oh, I did. But yeah. you posted the wrong picture, but yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I, I asked him twice, dude. Yeah. Are, are you sure you want me to post this? It looks like the whole thing. And he's like, never answer me. And then uh, I said, dude, I, I don't know about posting this. It looks like the whole thing. <laughs> so I actually cut it down. Okay. And posted it. Yeah, yeah. He had a, he had three pictures. Or four pictures, sorry. Um and I don't want to go into it too much, but I'll show you my phone. I, sent me the- I think I think it was the first picture that was um, purposely blurred out, but or very low resolution, I'll say. Uh, but anyways, uh, thank you everyone for listening to uh, our wonderful podcast here from the Free Four RC Podcast crew, Free Our Skies, and we'll see you next time. See ya. See ya. Thanks from our wonderful podcast. Wonderful world of podcasting. Yes. Mutual of Omaha's wild podcasting. <laughs> uh, Omaha Steaks? What? Mutual of Omaha Steaks wild podcasting. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Grill us up anytime. <laughs>